1: I
0: know
1: that human beings and fires can coexist peacefully. This without finding. Alright, hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan, and I'm Sean. Uh, so we've all grown up thinking trees are good. Uh, but what if trees were bad? That's kind of what our episode's that's about you want today. to come
0: into this episode?
1: Yeah. You're going to come in hot
0: already? Yeah! All right, look, look. <laughs> this episode is about something called afforestation, okay? Uh, afforestation and something closely related, reforestation, are kind of touted as important parts of our solution for climate change, right? But it's not really as simple as just planting a bunch of trees all over the place and hoping for the best.
1: Yeah, or at least that's what we hopefully will conclude and realize. Right. Okay. So,
0: you know... There's a lot of earth system shit and economic system shit. It's very complicated. Yeah. But basically, we want to spend these next two episodes talking to you guys about what reforestation, afforestation looks like, and then maybe some case studies in places where people have
1: done it uh, to varying degrees of success. Right. Is afforestation good, as seen on The Happening with M. Night Shyamalan? Oh. Aforestation's bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're coming for you. Uh, I don't trust that M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. though. That's like the most popular depiction of Aforestation in movies. Is, is the, the happening? happening. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, well that's great. <laughs>
0: Hopefully please listen to the rest of the episode. Because if that's all you picked up about A4 Station from this, then we
1: like seriously fucked up. So, so <laughs> Should we re-record real quick? No, it's good. Okay, it's okay, good. Okay. You're, you're just very okay, nice. Let's take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about A4 Station. We don't call this one a break, we just say <laughs> just like a tiny break. We one. just say
0: let's get into it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so let's talk terms. Um, Cause there's like tiers, right? So, afforestation is where we're planting trees where a forest hasn't been before, right? Correct. We're making new forest, basically. Yes. Uh reforestation is where you're planting trees where there used to be forest and you cut it down, or something happened. Yeah, like logging or big fires or right. something like that. And then a forest is where trees are. So, like in our <laughs> tier list, yes, in our tier list, it's like afforestation is the least good, reforestation's in the middle. And forestation is the yeah, best. Yeah. Preventing <laughs> yeah, deforestation yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: is the best thing. So, for example, the Amazon rainforest. Right. Right. Oh, it's so beautiful.
1: It's so wild. We're cutting a lot of that down. Co-coo! Right.
0: We're still like, cutting it down. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I like it. We got to yeah. keep that. Um, lost City of Z. I didn't right? cut no. the bird. You You be a bird. Co-coo! Yeah, you keep doing it, man. Uh, no, I mean, but we're cutting down the Amazon a lot, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, we're chopping it
1: down. I feel like we always heard about that, like, 15 years ago in high school, like, we are the world. Yep. And then you kind of just stop hearing about it. Yep. Uh, Still doing it. It's happening faster now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, so, stopping that
0: would be best. Right. Replanting the parts that were chopped down, that would also be probably pretty good. That's reforestation. And then, because we're still dumping a lot of carbon dioxide out into the world, it'd be nice to sequester it in some kind of way. And then also, maybe because there's some information out there suggesting that trees are just generally kind of good to have around. Right. Maybe it's good to plant trees in some other spots, too. They're super plain. some Some new spots. All right. Okay. Now, trees, it seems, you know, one of their purported uses is to prevent soil erosion. Right. Okay. That makes sense. The roots... They're
1: like... Argh! Yeah, they, and they, like, they grab the right? soil. They like, like,
0: grab some shit. Yeah. And like reverse suspenders. But not just that, Uh because another way that soil erosion can happen is either from torrential rain coming down and then washing away soil. Okay. Or winds blowing away soil. Right. But that's going to happen unless you have a tree there, because the tree's like literally in the way of those things. Right. Trees can right. be good wind breakers, and then right. trees can also block a lot of water from hitting the ground.
1: Especially all at once, and so yeah. Well, that's why on a, that's why on our family farm up in Oklahoma, we uh, we have windbreakers around our cornfields, right? We got <laughs> we plant trees, we plant trees. Even though sometimes a hippie comes and hugs it, and you gotta kill him off. Like even he's still worth it for the windbreaking. The Dust Bowl. You can't let the Dust Bowl happen again. Last time there was a Dust Bowl, I had to suckle on a woman's teeth just to live through winter. On our family's rock farm in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best rocks in
0: eastern Oklahoma. <laughs> So, there's also some things to suggest that maybe trees improve the nutrient levels in the soil. Okay. In part, by preventing erosion, but also because they kind of set up a little biome, right? And, like, maybe you have some foliage fall down and some earthworms eat it or some shit, whatever.
1: Whereas, famously, prairie and deserts are not even biomes. They're utterly... They have nothing in them. So, like, we should just replace
0: all that. Nathan, don't be so naughty. We're going to get to (laughs) this. I'm so hot right now. Yeah,
1: you're coming in real hot. Yeah, dude. But... I hate forests.
0: There's some data to also suggest that maybe trees can promote rainfall. Right. So that could be nice, too. Nice. Right? And then um, sometimes forests can help prevent flooding by disrupting bulk water flow during torrential rain
1: and changing right. water amounts in the soil. They could be new environments and for, like, Bigfoots. Yep. And Nick Nick Cage's and stuff like oh, that. Oh, is Nick Cage in the forest now? Yeah. he's uh, he I was thought he was in, an in island the, critter. No, in the movie Pig.
0: He's oh, in the forest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there's the also pig.
1: there's also shit like mangrove
0: forests, you right. know, and those can help prevent land loss to the sea. Um, a lot of what we've kind of learned over the years about the positive elements of forests, like what they bring to the table, yeah, is from studying deforestation. Right. In other words, it's like we look at the bad shit that happens to places that are deforested. Right. All and the be animals like, oh. are dead, it's eroded, the soil's gone, it's right. donkey shit. Right. And then you're like, oh trees are the things that we took away there right so you know you, you learn some lessons about what trees are good for
1: yeah ipso facto e pluribus unum the uh, trees are good right so that's part of the
0: issue here is that it's not actually clear how many of those rules and to what extent they apply for afforestation and reforestation god you sound right. like
1: a tobacco scientist in like 1955 It's like, yes, we know some people die of cancer, but is it really the trees? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So, you know, I just want to set the stage there that, like, yes, trees can do a lot of amazing things. And the existence of forests and that kind of biome and everything, we need to try to keep those as much as possible. Yeah. But not everything that trees do in a full natural forest is what they'll necessarily do. In an a forested area, right? Okay, so aforestation, reforestation. There's a lot of ways that these things can change the environment, like putting down some trees in the middle yeah. of a grassland or
1: something. Well, okay, so that's what I care about, right? Is is like you can see there's probably a lot of nuances to just replanting trees after you've already but a place, right? Sure, like sure, so reforestation, yeah. I'm sure is actually complicated. Yeah, but afforestation seems like kind of categorically different in as much as you're actually destroying the previous natural environment and replacing it wholesale. Right. You have to make a choice, right? Essentially,
0: you're looking at some kind of land like the Sahel south of the Sahara or some kind of semi-arid kind of grassland right. and be like, you know what, I understand that there are plants that live here. I understand that there are animals that live here. Right. But we need to replace some of this existing biome with trees, right, for some kind of reason, right? right, and then it's like, what's your pitch for that, right? Right. So sometimes it's to try to prevent desertification, right. And so two of the biggest aforestation projects in the world, one of which is happening in China, and the other of which is happening across Africa, across multiple countries, right, is to try to prevent the spread of deserts, right. Right. With the idea that trees will kind of like lock down on the soil, right, and kind of prevent that encroaching uh, desiccation of the soil right. and the sand.
1: I mean, trees will save water, right? And then there'll literally be a barrier, right? It's like, whee, the wind's blowing, blowing sand, you mm-hmm. hit a tree. hmm Shit's done. Yeah, well, right. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe um, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Great Green Wall and, like, lessons learned from that one in the next episode, but this episode, we are going to talk about China. Right. So that'll be fun when we get to it. But basically, yeah, you know. I mean, another good reason to plant trees in general is that they can sequester carbon. We talked about this in our climate change episodes. Right. But basically, when trees grow, all the physical bulk part of that tree, right, like the fucking the wood of that tree, came from carbon dioxide in the air. Like, yeah. Trees are things that take carbon dioxide gas
1: out of the air and form wood out of it. Right. I mean, that's kind of the appeal to, like, a lot of rich companies right now is, right, is they can, like, just squat shit plastic straight into our bloodstreams, but if they buy a certain amount of forest, it's, like, balances out, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially if there's some kind of price placed on carbon dioxide
0: and stuff like right. that, right? some kind of price on emissions, then you can try to shore that up by planting some number of trees or Right. whatever. But I would say that those are, like, two of the big pitches for, like, why do this? Right. Right. But afforestation needs to contend with the fact that not only is it destroying some kind of biome, but also the land could be used for other shit, right? Right. Sometimes it could be used for food or as pasture land,
1: or you could build housing on it or something right. like that, right? Uh, but we don't care about that because all those things are bad, right? Like, <laughs> Like, scientifically speaking, right? Like, yeah, sure, like, maybe someone could live in that house. But, like, you and me were kind of environmentalist-y, you know? I mean, still eat a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> bought like how many
0: pounds of roast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but how, many, how many pounds? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the people. Okay, but, but you know, like, like we, 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 you know, care about the environment being healthy yes, and stuff. Yes, yes. And, yes. like, pasture is, like, really bad, right? And agriculture kind of depends a little bit. But slash and burning shit to make farms is bad, right? Building houses like egg serves is awful, right? So I mean like those whether you plant trees or do any of those other things, that's like an economic or a socioeconomic kind of cost benefit analysis. I mean to you and me, obviously you plant the trees, right? Sure, or you try to or you keep, keep the prairie keep it what it is. But the, um, yeah.
0: the, there is another situation where it's like people already have agricultural land. Yeah. But There must be some kind of pricing incentives to get people to plant trees in the first place. Right. This is a
1: big problem in some parts of Mexico right now is that there's incentives to plant trees, but it's like pretty simple. And so folks will cut down forests, plant trees and kind of do it over and over again. Right, right. But you could also imagine
0: circumstances where the amount of money you get from planting a tree
1: is not worth the same as having a farm.
0: Yeah, that the tree is actually worth more. Oh, oh, I see. So, what I mean is that people will convert some of their agricultural land that they were using for, like, for example, subsistence farming. Right. Or even just contributing small amounts of food to, like, their country's net domestic food production. Right. And they replace it with trees to make some money. Yeah. Because it's worth more than, like, growing corn or whatever. Right. Probably not corn, but something else. Yeah. corn usually gets sold for pretty high prices. Right. So then you kind of contribute to lower food production in the country, which can mean that the more vulnerable populations don't get food.
1: Right. So it could contribute to sure. hunger issues. It could get complicated once you start getting yeah. really big. But skin. you're right.
0: Those are socioeconomic things. I'm just saying those are in the background. People do right. need to figure those out. Right. But you're right. On the science side, you know, we, we can focus a little bit more on those particular things. Right. Okay. And so I think there's a lot of different issues that come into play science-wise. If there aren't trees in the area in the first place, and you're just trying to come in and plant some trees... Right. What trees do you use? How many different kinds of trees do you plant in the same area? Right. Trees have lots of different characters. There's a shitload of different kinds of trees. How do you pick? Right. Right? Uh, Since you're basically inventing an environment. Right, and... Also, like, how dense do you make it, right? right? In some of these places, the trees are planted in what's essentially kind of like a plantation, right? right? It's a very ordered kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, what we can talk about next time is that in some other places, the trees are planted much more sporadically and, in a sense, almost more naturally. Right. And something that's kind of like a pseudo-restoration process. Yeah. And so we can kind of talk about that. Both this time and
1: next time, as we get to our case examples, yeah. Because um, I tell you what, I was—we were driving through some um, some plantations in Costa Rica. Uh-huh. Things like bananas or coconuts or something. I don't know. Uh, it almost feels racist the fact that I don't know the difference. Yep. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but it was pretty clear. Not a lot lives there, dude. Yeah. 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 Like that shit is barren functionally.
0: Right. I do think that when we consider forests and the idea, just like even the word "a forest," it's like oh, creating a new forest. We think about force is like, biologically alive, you know right. what I mean? Like, birds chirping and, like, a fox, yeah. like fucking a squirrel or something right. right like you know like a full no man no not, not you not. like Zootopia too much
1: <laughs> sometimes a fox gotta fuck something okay that character he deserves it he earned it that fox that you like so much <laughs> is having sex with a rabbit that's okay it's not right it's okay in that forest I don't like how I'm racist because I don't think a fox has sex with a rabbit want... Yeah, yeah. I don't like this allegory look we, we
0: learned all these lessons in the 1960s okay that foxes can fuck rabbits damn it <laughs> okay (laughs)
1: All right. But okay. Well,
0: that's great. (laughs) So let's take a break. And then when we come back, let's go ahead and talk about who's already doing afforestation. Well, you know, regardless of whether it's a good idea or not, or whether they're doing a good job or not. Let's talk about who's currently doing it. And then we can get into a big case example.
1: Right. Big debate. Ouch. My name is Jimmy Coconuts, Yay! and I'm excited to tell you about my amazing new hybrid fruit, gum corn. Yay! Imagine the hardness of corn mm-hmm. and the bump in your mouth juiciness of a ripe kumquat, mm-hmm. And you've got my gum corn. Impress ah! yeah! your friends with instant classic recipes like fruity gumcorn gum corn or cum oh, Fill up on natural vitamins like fish oil and moisten your libido. Ooh. You can do it all with my miracle fruit, gum corn. Yay! And in partnership with Monsanto, I'm excited to offer farmers contracts for my comcorn seeds. That's right. Get your hands on Jimmy's comcorn corn seeds. Yay! They're drought resistant. Oh my god! So don't wait. Come on down to Jimmy Coconut's Coconut and Comcorn Corn Emporium to sign up for your own comcorn contract. Remember, your future starts with a fistful of my seeds. Okay, so Sean, tell me, you know, because again, in kind of my uh, very neoliberal kind of yep. worldview. Sure. In my head, I'm like, we're losing forests. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there's no forest no more. Yep. Um, but apparently some countries actually have net growth in forests because of afforestation. Right. So, globally, we're losing forests. Yeah. In
0: that overall net... More countries are cutting down more forests than other countries are planting forests. Right. Okay. But in individual countries, some countries are net positive. They're planting more cool. forests than
1: they're cutting down. Are either those two countries Congo or Brazil? Uh, no. We are doomed. We are <laughs> fucked. There is no hope, dude. So the top five countries in terms of their
0: net increase in forests in 2015 were China, Australia, the US, India, and Chile. Right. Okay. Now, in Chile, a lot of that regrowth or that increase in forest is not from afforestation. It's from reforestation. So it's just like, you know, they they got some forest and they're just letting it grow out. Good for Chile. But China and the U.S. especially, there's been a ton of afforestation going on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I thought it was bad. Well, yeah. So maybe it's bad. But, (laughs) I mean, first of all, there's no free lunch. Uh, so, planting trees at the pace China has been going at for the past 25 years is not without consequences. Right. Some of which are unavoidable in just the fact that, like, they're trying to sequester carbon and maybe do some other things. Yeah. And they're doing their
1: best. Right. Whenever you get mad at a tennis player, just let them loose in the, in, the, in the forest. But... You know, that's actually that's actually one of the biggest natural prisons in China. It's just like their giant uh, northwestern forest. Yeah, it's their Nouveau Pine Barrens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so... Some of the things are
0: unavoidable, but some of the issues that China's run into may be due to particular choices that they've made right. and are lessons that we can learn Which is, what, well, yeah, right, right, right. So that isn't to say that there aren't, you know, like I, I said, China, Australia, U.S., India, Chile. I didn't say any place in Europe. Sure. That doesn't mean that they aren't planting trees. Right. Germany, Italy, Spain, they're all good examples of countries in Europe that are giving it
1: a solid go. Sure, but twist, because of all the wood they buy from places like Brazil, they're actually net deforesters. Right. So... Richer countries, a
0: lot of times in their attempt to shift toward planting more trees domestically, import more and more of their lumber. Hilarious. Right. And they're importing it, yeah, probably from like Brazil and Argentina um, and Indonesia. Right? Hey, can
1: you imagine like if you're really doing an honest reckoning with like a German person or with like Greta Thunberg or something and you're like, would you rather have Amazon or German forest. <laughs> mm. I think we all know the answer would be Amazon, right? Yeah. So it's a real shame that uh, that in the course of planting more bullshit ass who gives a fuck forest next to the black forest in Germany, like three truffle pigs, uh, we're kinda down the Amazon. Yes. That's too bad. It is too bad. Amazon's so, clearly better.
0: You know, e- even like China with all of its tree planting, like surely uses up a shitload of wood in construction, production of charcoal, making consumer goods, right? Yeah. And all of these countries have basically outsourced deforestation. Right. To Brazil, Argentina, Indonesia. Germany and the UK are really good examples of net forest destroyers. Right. Okay. Because they import more wood than they plant domestically. China, India, and the U.S., on the other hand, all plant enough trees domestically to exceed the amount of wood they import from other countries.
1: Okay. So. I see Bhutan on your your chart. Trying has yep. a chart here from, yep. um, who is this from? The UN Food and Agriculture Organization. He's got a cool deforestation chart. Bhutan, man. They do not cut down a lot of trees in Bhutan. Uh, that's true. That's true. They also don't import very many goods. <laughs> 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 They're just kind of living, doing their thing. You know the leaders of Bhutan are called the Dragon Kings? That's, That's like their moniker. cool. I know, it's cool, right? Kind of hot, too. I you should look up photos king. of the, the royal family of Bhutan. They're yeah. fucking hot. That's very sumptuous. Yeah, they got a booty <laughs> on them. <you> know? <laughs> All right, so, um, you know,
0: I guess in some of these spots in Europe, okay, I, I understand they might not have a lot of area to plant a shitload of forests or something.
1: yeah. Although I feel like you always get surprised by that when you actually go to Europe. They really, like, they don't. I mean, like, they have a good I'll, amount of space, Yeah, like, they, they, they say they don't, but, like, everyone lives in, like, a single American man's pocket, you know? I mean, sure. I mean, France has, like, really big areas that are yeah. just kind of open. But this is for why? <laughs> That's what I was going Oh, God, you son of a
0: bitch. You son of a bitch. I wanted to say <laughs> wine. <laughs> My children need the more wine. Where
1: would the other money?
0: That's great. That's great.
1: Anyway, hey. (laughs) It is funny how I basically just said places, though. (laughs) Yeah. Because fucking France. Maybe they
0: should think about where they import all their wood for their fucking wine casks and shit. That's true. Yeah, those sons of bitches. That's true, Portugal. Yeah. So, then they should think about how to continue supporting reforestation and afforestation and stopping deforestation in other countries. Mm. With their money. Yeah. Their fucking, their French money, those euros. Yeah. Okay. So... Now that we've kind of talked about, like, okay. We've revealed, we've unmasked
1: the liberal elite for their hypocrisy. Sure. Some (laughs) of the naughtiness. Yeah.
0: And mentioned that China is, like, a world leader in terms of afforestation.
1: Right. Let's actually dive into that afforestation. Right. We're planting a lot of trees in places that don't usually have trees. Does it actually work? Or to what capacity does it work? Right. If it doesn't work, what can we learn from it? Right. So...
0: Around twenty three percent of the aforested area in the world. Yeah. So like in the entire world, wherever people have been doing afforestation, twenty three percent of it's in China. Okay? So they have about a quarter of the world's aforested area in one country. And uh they've been doing about forty three percent of all global aforestation in terms of number of planted trees over the okay. past few decades. That's cool. So they've definitely been working on it, okay. That's because they got this whole top-down thing that they can do, right? Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's been a priority for them, and they've been doing it for decades.
1: It's funny, you know. I hear i hearing some people complain about like Australian quarantine or something at the bar, and then one guy was like, "I'm quarantining for three weeks because I'm going to China. My wife's in China, but I'm a white guy. They hate me." Yeah, you know. And but Chinese citizen's also got to do this whole quarantine, and they got to do this, they got to do that, and I was like. Man, people in, like, these Western democracies, like, how can you think that your society is this, like, dictatorial society when there's, like, an actual communist dictatorship, like, right there? Yeah. That's, like, actually doing that thing. Yeah, they're know? doing it. Um, so China, geographically, like, on the northern side of it is this big-ass desert called the Gobi Desert, right? Kind of close to where Beijing is and the Huangha River. Uh, yes, but also, I should say...
0: In, like, the 1940s and 50s, there was really extreme deforestation going on in a lot of parts of China, including the southern part of China, which was a very heavily forested area. There was a lot of shit going on. Right. So a lot of shit was going down, and actually starting in, like, the 1950s, but then really accelerating in the 1970s, there was a lot of scholarship... And political discussion about how this deforestation was actually bad. Right. Okay. So they've been working at it for a while. This isn't like a super recent thing. Right. That they've kind of turned around on. And the Gobi Desert has been growing. Right. right? So trying to halt desertification on the Gobi Desert front. But then also trying to rebuild, reforest some of the southern China mm. has also been a big goal. Okay. So they're doing reforestation, afforestation all over the place but the gobi desert is encroaching in on grasslands arid and semi-arid grasslands okay very similar to the sahara and the sahel in africa right right uh there's this spot near the gobi desert and near the yellow river uh called the loess plateau mm. and it's an area around the size of france and it's got a little bit larger population in terms of number of chinese people that live there compared yeah. to france yeah this is this is pretty close to beijing isn't it Uh, it is west of Beijing and slightly south. Okay. It's kind of, it's a little south, southwest of Beijing. Okay. And for a very long time, soil from the lowest plateau has been blown by wind and washed by heavy rains into the Yellow River. Right. Contributing to the yellowness. Right. The lowest plateau, the (laughs) lowest is What? You're uh, racist
1: right now? <laughs> yeah. right, let's keep going. <laughs> So that's why they call <laughs> it the Yellow River. Yeah, yes.
0: It's because the soil in the lowest plateau yeah. is yellow. Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are racist.
1: Okay, anyway. Uh, you okay. think ancient Chinese people <laughs> like, man, there's so many yellow people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. oh my god look at all these other you just give me the one guy in the middle of the river is like look at all these other yellow people in okay, this okay
0: so so you know you know uh i have a co-worker at work who painted a pumpkin with my face for some yeah. reason yeah right so while she was painted the if anyone were to see a picture of this my skin's very dark on that pumpkin for some reason yeah um so a lot of people were commenting hey you need to like the skin's not right yeah you got to do something about that yeah so she was like hmm okay she took her paintbrush dipped it directly into the most yellow paint possible (laughs) painted one stroke onto my face and was like this is racist oh and i was like that's beautiful i'm pretty sad that she stopped
1: yeah well i mean you need to modify that story (laughs) so she paints the whole thing yellow (laughs) and you like suddenly look like jackie chan Uh (laughs) you're like like why'd you make me jackie chan you're saying and she's like that's racist Oh, shit. Yeah, sure. yeah, as it turns back on you. I see, I okay. see. I am the racist one.
0: Okay. So, there has been natural erosion in yeah. the lowest plateau. That's part of the whole process. But human presence in the area, especially with the tons of people that are there now, has exacerbated that soil erosion. Yes. Okay. Agriculture, mining, desertification, all these things have changed the landscape. Lots of soil loss. And because of this, China's very focused on foresting the lowest plateau.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the population shrinks to 500 million people, it's going to make all this a lot easier, right? (laughs) it might take care of something. Yeah. But um, it's essentially a huge experiment
0: in environmental engineering. Right. That we all get to learn from. We've learned some things so far, but some of these projects are kind of longer term things. It's hard to know how everything's going to pan out. But they've more than doubled the forest cover of the lowest plateau in the past 20 years. That's pretty
1: cool. But wait a minute. In the really long term, it's it's all going to work out, right? Like, in 2,000 years, there'll be a forest there. And we'll all be dead? Is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it kind of only matters the relative short term, right? Like, 30, 40 years is, like, really the timeline that's relevant. Isn't it? I mean, that's complicated. Maybe 100.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. Let's, let's give us 100 years. But also, if, for example, growing a forest or doing afforestation... Let's say for the sake of argument that it's actually kind of shitty for the first 20 years. Right. But then very good in terms of climate change right. after that. It would still be worth doing. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on how shitty, right? right? So like, that's all data we need to know. Like how good or bad are we talking okay, about? Okay, fair enough. Over what so those are time. the terms
1: of this discussion. Is there a long-term yield, whatever the drawbacks in the short term? Right. Well, let's take a break. And then after the break, we're going to come back in and discuss this in the context of maybe the biggest afforestation project of the last several decades in the lowest plateau of China.
0: The following is an actual advertisement.
1: Okay, well let's talk about short term. Because in theory, what A-foresting should do is it should diminish erosion, right? Mm-hmm. It should hydrate the region, right? Maybe. And it should have lots of honey for we need the poo.
0: Yeah, you right? need to
1: have that honey, and it should uh. also sequester carbon in right. the trees. Right? Okay. Well, the sequestering carbon one, that that just works, right? I don't think this is a spoiler per se, but Yeah, just say it now. Yeah, sure. When you plant a
0: shitload of trees in a semi-arid area, yeah. those trees are very good at catching on fire. And oh. so, <laughs> so if you have a forest fire, <laughs> then, then sometimes you just release all the carbon that they capture. Okay,
1: I I just imagine Tony Leung dropping his disease and like, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> my life's work. Okay, so that's, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Is, Has that happened a lot with these trees?
0: Not to my knowledge in the lowest plateau, but it's a known issue elsewhere. Okay. And so it's it's not always clear that planting a bunch of trees in a semi-arid or arid location is really going to help out. Okay, so sequestering carbon works if there's no forest fire. (laughs) Yeah, and if the trees stay alive, which is another thing that's going to come up in the next episode when we talk about the Great Green Wall Okay. is that Africa planted a shitload of trees and like 80% of them died. So like...
1: (laughs) But given the Chinese example that we're talking about. yes yes sequestering carbon works yes okay okay so let's talk about the next one how about erosion and hydration right part
0: of erosion is the you know just the physical element of the trees gripping the soil blocking wind stuff like that but then another part of soil erosion is how hydrated the soil is okay because if the soil is wet or if it's more like dirt you know what i mean and dirt's kind of it's got moisture That's true. If it's more like that instead of like sand, then the dirt's way less likely to blow away than sand is. Okay. right. So the amount of water in the soil is an important component of whether there's erosion going on.
1: Well, this must have worked, right? Because I've always been taught that you plant trees, the water stays good. Right. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, compared to like desert, right? Because I look around desert, no trees. That's true. Right. That's true. Right. So one of the things that
0: has become pretty clear from the lowest plateau experiment is that all of those trees that they planted comes at the expense of water. Okay, that's funny. And that soil hydration has decreased in the area. The trees are sucking up so much water that maybe goes to increase rainfall somewhere or something like that. But all of the rainfall that's coming down, the trees soak up.
1: 92 percent of it right and there's kind of two problems here right like one of them is that the trees they just happen to grow trees like species of trees that love water right like mm-hmm. poplar and shit mm-hmm. and yeah, i see in the notes black lo- locusts yeah black locust trees that's a bad start right like you should clearly grow a tree that doesn't have that
0: has a different name, i mean right? it sounds dangerous but that's the one that's good for honey Oh really? Yeah,
1: G. Jinping did. He
0: needs it. Winnie did. Ninety percent of the trees in the lowest plateau are the black locust trees.
1: Okay, so for a kind of comically obvious reason, in, in retrospect, like we certain trees that are water intensive suck a lot of water out of the ground, right? Yeah, I
0: don't know if it was quite so clear to everyone how much water was going to be relative to everything else.
1: I mean, but it ended I, up I, being I, a pretty good amount. Hindsight, you know? yeah. <laughs> but but then the <laughs> other reason that the trees are pretty bad for water hydration actually pretty interesting, right? Like, about canopy, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, basically, in a forest, there's kind of the
0: overstory and the understory. Right. So, the overstory is like, oh, you got those tall trees. They got those leaves and branches up there, right? And then you got all, like, the, you got some grass. Maybe you got some shrubs and shit, right? That's all the understory down there, right? And so, you know, first of all, when it rains... A lot of water is just blocked from ever hitting the ground. Right. By like leaves and stuff like that, right? Right. And a lot of times that water, once the sun comes out later, that's just evaporated off. Okay? Right. So that's kind of water that like sure it rained down, but it never really made it into the soil in the first place. But then some water does make it into the soil. And in those first inch or so, there's a lot of roots from like grass and from the understory. And then you go a little bit deeper... That's where the big roots are, right. right? That's where the roots are for the overstory, right? Now, as it so happens, the understory actually is the cause of a lot of the evaporation that happens mm-hmm. uh, or the transpiration that happens. That's true for grasslands and for forests, but for forests, because you have the kind of that combo of like big roots underneath and small roots, right? It's almost like you have two layers to get through if you're water. Right. And so it's really efficient at capturing water and not leaving it in the soil. Right. So there's like nothing for the water table. Right. After heavy, heavy rain in the lowest plateau, they found that maybe 8% of the water actually stayed in the soil and maybe managed to get to like a river or something
1: like that. So here's what I don't get. If it's like these guys are sucking up so much water, how did these forests even stay alive?
0: Right. So maybe some of them didn't make it. Right. So some of the trees might have died off or dried out. But broadly speaking, there's enough rain to get them through the seasons and stuff like that. They're Mm. just very effective at surviving in kind of drier times and then soaking up as much water as they can in the more arid times. Because this area is semi arid. So it does have dry seasons, but it also has a wet season. All right. uh, To help replenish the Yellow River, Mm. which actually has been losing water over time, threatening. many 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 millions of people who use the yellow river for water right right so pretty dangerous right
1: back to how the socioeconomic concerns actually can be very important whether we a forest or not right so in theory having a bunch of you know i always heard about how the amazon had microclimates right Mm -hmm. and like the amazon has a big macro impact on climate yes okay well does having this giant forest change (laughs) weather trends in northern china
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. China, because they've been doing afforestation and reforestation over such large amounts of their land mass. Yeah. There's some models that suggest that they've actually changed the climate over like the entirety of China. That's cool. That they've like altered their monsoon season and that they've changed sort of like the direction of certain winds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Such that they might get more ocean Air, I guess, Hmm. kind of flowing inland in China, which actually causes more cloud formation and more rain in certain areas. Okay,
1: so then these models would suggest that that's a good thing, actually. In terms of water. Although that must have been, like, Not on purpose, right? I mean, that's like some pretty advanced meteorology for 1955 China, right? Right, no, absolutely not on purpose. And it's in disparate parts of
0: China. They they think that the afforestation in northern China and the reforestation in southern China has actually set up like this really weird, almost like air cyclone kind of system for like blowing air inland over China from the ocean. But all that is to say is, first of all, wow, that's complicated. Yeah. Right. And second of all, if there is this net increase in rainfall over the entirety of, or some part of China, it doesn't seem to be over the lowest plateau. Right. right? So if there was some kind of cool meta change that happened, an emergent property of all of this a station and shit, Yeah. it's really not working precisely the way that they had hoped it would. Right. Which would to help stave off desertification, which does not seem to be going that right.
1: hot. It's clearly not obvious. It's not obvious. But, uh... It makes sense that if you're trying to create whole new environments, there would be a lot of unintended consequences. Yeah. Right? I mean, it it, it makes sense that it's complex. These are whole biomes that you're trying to invent. Yeah. Yeah. There's an entire biome. So there's the entire system in the biome
0: of like, how is that going? Right. right? But then there's the entire earth system. Right. Which is its own higher level complex system. Of how is it going to react to, for example, trees versus grasslands don't reflect the same amount of sunlight. Yeah. Uh, The word's
1: albedo. Right, and then on the lowest levels, there's strings, right? But then on the (laughs) highest levels, there's black holes. And we haven't quite figured out how to make them work together, right? In a single field theory. Yeah, look at you.
0: (laughs) Why are you bringing this up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All the levels. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. But I mean, I think there are these different disparate systems at play here. It is complicated. Some things that we kind of learned from this... Is not all trees are the fucking same. Right. Right. We need to think about that. Because it's true, poplar trees maybe soak up more water than we had wanted them to. But poplar are actually pretty good in comparison to another tree that was planted in some parts of China. uh, Apricot trees. Right. And apricot trees are actually pretty water hungry. Yeah. One thing about poplar and uh, eucalyptus and black locust trees is that all of those trees actually use less water as they grow older. Mm. But apricot trees are the other way around. They right. use more water as they grow older. That's bad. Right? Yeah, that's complicated. Right. right. In a lot of these uh, tree plantations, the plan probably is to cut down the trees at some point And then plant new young trees. Right. And then use those cut down trees as lumber. Right. Or to turn them into charcoal or something like right. that. Right. Make some money off of this plantation that you put down. Right. That may not be very good. For a lot of reasons, right? right. If, if young trees use up more water, then you're never going to get to a point where these trees are more sustainable.
1: Right. right? Yeesh. Yeah. So, afforestation, man. Pretty rough. Yeah, well, I mean, but
0: also how many trees you plant, right? There's some kind of water carrying capacity. I think right. is what we're learning here is that in the lowest plateau, which again is the size of France, so it's not all the same. Yeah. Some spots have more rainfall than other spots. Right. Those spots that have more rainfall probably can handle more trees. Right. So if you want to put more trees in those spots, there's probably some number of trees that's acceptable and you still have good water flowing. Right. There's probably some amount of trees that's actually beneficial. You know what I mean? Right. It it, it might be able to, yeah, cause fewer landslides and fewer flowing erosions away, right? Right. But it's all a balance. And it seems like, in this case, the balance kind of went a little too far. Right. In the direction of planting too many trees of just one type. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, The Great Agricultural Revolution, huh? So, Some more work to do. Yeah. So, I I think next time, next time. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Great Green Wall. Yeah. Which was actually one of the names for part of this project. Right. But also one in Africa. Right. And the one in Africa is much more recent, and so... It's incorporated some of the lessons learned from this Chinese work. Mm -hmm. And then we'll also talk about some other things. Like if we were going to pick a species or set of species to try to afforest with. Right. Or certain details on where we should afforest and things like that.
1: Afforestation colon speculative fiction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we can also talk about the Great Atlantic Sargassum Belt. Yeah. Which is fun. A soft spot for Sean. So we're going to, we're going to, are you looking at down? Because you said Sean, but then you're pointing to yourself. No, no, no. That's just my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on part one of Aforestation. Come, uh, come in, <laughs> come, to, come to us next week. <laughs> uh, listen in next week for Aforestation part two, colon, speculative fiction. Hey right, guys, Thanksgiving is coming. So let's say thanks uh, first to, to me and Sean. Uh, you're welcome. This episode <laughs> airs after Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dumb it. Well, guys, the Yuletide holidays are coming, <laughs> all right? Yeah, so give the present of thanks
0: to Nathan and
1: myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's also thank Stacy, our sound lord and engineer, and Brian Allen for art.
0: Yes, and Street Griff and Courtney and Andrea Allen for all the hard work they're doing for Jimmy and Giordano, our buddies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have an email address. It's PetriDishPod at gmail.com. Right. We have a Twitter, at Dish Podcast. Yeah. We have a Patreon where you can give us a dollar a month because... Mm. Because it's almost the winter holidays. Dude. And you know, sometimes... Yes. For Festivus, you gotta give a dollar. Yeah, To dude. somebody. Yeah, dude. And
1: it could be us. There's I don't know about it. for freedom. To quote Hamilton. <laughs> Great. I'm sorry. I got out of up. Patreon.com slash Petri Patreon.com slash All right. I love it.
0: Well, then we will see you all next time. Mm-hmm. Don't plant a tree.
1: Unless you uh, have an axe. Don't cut down that tree. So, don't plan a new one, but also don't cut it down. All right, put the axe down. All right, save the earth. <laughs> All right, for Christmas. All right, my name's <laughs> Nathan. All right, you gotta save the earth. All right, visibly panicked. <laughs> All right, have a good night. Okay, put the axe down. Don't do it. <laughs>